Revelator Podcast Network listeners, we're calling on you. We could use your help. We're courting our very first sponsor for the network. We're working with Manscaped over on Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. If you haven't subscribed to that show, make sure you do. It's a wonderful video game. I I could talk about it forever. What I'm here to tell you about is you can get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the code KVB, like Kyle's Valheim Bulletin, right? So KVB, do that. Get yourself one of their new products. They just sent me the Lawnmower 4.0 that just came out here in May, and it's really, really nice. So check it out. If you got a guy in your life that you want to buy these for or anyone that you want to send these to, they got a whole range of products up there going on now. Use code KVB. You're literally helping the network and this show grow by doing that. Get 20% off, free shipping, KVB, like Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. Kyle here. Welcome to a new episode of the Chaos and Shadow podcast. I'm joined here by my co-host, Pagan. Pagan, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I know you're fighting a, a little bit of a cold and you've been I am, a super yeah. amazing, awesome person today sticking it out. We've recorded a ton and we are capping off the day with an amazing interview with our friend Katie Webb. Katie has joined us multiple times on the program in the past to talk about encounters with higher intelligences and elementals. This time we're going to be talking about consensual investigations with spirits, aliens, and more. Katie Webb, welcome back. Good to have you. Yay. Hi. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. (laughs) We love geeking out over this stuff with you. We all come from a very similar school of thought, and you were just entertaining us off air with tons of stories. Uh, So to kind of set this up for you, Pagan and I were chatting earlier. Uh, I'm going to be moving into a childhood home. Uh, It's been the family. Mom and dad aren't living there these days, and I'm going to be taking up residence. This is back in very historic and haunted Pennsylvania. So the house had a lot of activity from energies, spirits, something when I was living there. Uh, Very active to the point that we had encounters where it would move things like um, lighting a tea kettle on the stove to make it whistle. Wow. It was an interesting time. And I didn't thoroughly understand it. And I think as a A gay guy growing up in Western PA that was very, very, very closeted. I think a lot Mm. of my energies added to the thing. And we had the house just had a weird mix at the time. Mm. But now 10 plus years have gone by and I am so excited to go back to it with a new energy. And having Mm. heard you talk about um, leaving offerings for things, we talked about that with Bigfoot before. I really want to get perspective for you on someone that's like in in my position. I want to work with spirits and make sure it's a happy connection and such of that sort. So where would you like to start off with a conversation on that? That's a little bit giving you a lot of info, but what do you think? You want to talk maybe offerings first, or do you want to talk even just the consent of, of how you can bridge conversations or relations with ghosts and spirits? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so having a relationship with spirits and ghosts is pretty interesting because there isn't a lot they can do on their end if they do not consent to this relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Every ghost horror movie is based off of the fact that the spirit is pissed (laughs) and 
how do you, you know, live in a place with a spirit that may or may not want a relationship with you? Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about like treating spirits like people, you know, like Mm -hmm. how would you have a great relationship with a person? But, um, it actually, it's a, a lot different, isn't it? Like you can't just ask them if it's okay, if you move in, Mm -hmm. I mean, they could say no (laughs) and you're moving in anyway. (laughs) So how do you have a nurturing and loving relationship with an entity that doesn't have a lot of say in its environment and in who it's interacting with. Um, An altar and offerings are a beautiful place to start, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because to me, I think that shows that you are willing to, one, an altar, one, because you're dedicating space. So you're saying, I am willing to share this space with you. I'm giving you a very specific space in this house. You may not have the bedroom anymore, but you have this space and I dedicate this to you. I think that that's lovely. I mean, what ghost is going to be mad about that? (laughs) Um, And then I think you, it's really about doing your best to, you can do several things from there. I think one, you can learn about the history of the house. You can try to figure out who could potentially be in that house. Mm -hmm. Is that house haunted by the spirit of a former human being? Maybe, right? If it is, and you find out all this information, well, then maybe you can learn their favorite food, or maybe you learn that they loved tic-tac-toe and y'all can get a game going together or something like that. You know, like going back in the history of the house can be a great place to start. Obviously, we're paranormal investigators. We have many ways to try to communicate with spirits. So at, you can just start off, like do an S's method session, do a spirit box session, um, bust out your tarot cards and try to learn, try to make it a personal experience, I think. I think the more you show that you want this relationship to work, and to be consensual as possible, I think that that's kind of like the best thing you can do. Um, you know, then there's all those questions like for humans who are living with spirits that don't necessarily care to have a relationship. How do you live with spirits that you don't want to talk to? Ooh, that's Ooh. a good question. <laughs> that's a really good one. I uh, Yeah, right? I, I can say in <laughs> this... Because that violates all consent. <laughs> Very true. Uh, and, and this is a house that I would say, um, to, I was talking to Pagan saying, I think there's a couple different energies that I've encountered there okay. over the years. Um, some that were, I would say, a little hostile, never like super aggressive, but you'd want to leave the room. And that's where I kind of chimed yeah. in and say, I think a little bit of that was also some teenage angst involved, you know, loud music, trying to kind of rebel against the machine. And I, I have no doubt having a ghostly, what I perceived as a ghostly neighbor in the house, uh, you know, I think that factors in in some way. They're, I would assume they're experiencing some of your energy waves, especially when you're at that stage. Uh, Absolutely. And and so in going back to it in a different stage of my life, maturity wise, leaving the house around 18 and now going back to it at 30, I feel very much a different person. And that's why I'm wanting to 
kind of reconnect and see. And like you said, we're such investigators um, and, I, mm-hmm. and I hold the history in such high regard that that's why I really want to go in, because if we could hear any of their stories and I do have an inkling from living there in the past that they would probably be open to share if they're able. Uh, I yep. think there's so much for us to learn from that if if we can bridge that gap. Yes, absolutely. Um, imagine it's hard for me to believe that human spirits get stuck here. I don't actually mm-hmm. think that that's true. I think like part of the energy can be left over. Maybe I don't think that it's like, let's say for reincarnation's sake, we all believe in reincarnation and our soul gets reincarnated. Well, then how are ghosts here? Right? Well, I think that's like a piece. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a piece left behind. So I think that's why also like there's so much um, like disconnected information that you get from spirits. Like you don't get, they're not going to be like, well, Kyle, I moved here in 1861. (laughs) You know, you'll, you might get the date 1861, but it's not conversational. And I think that's just because it's like pieces and fragments. Um, My brain is (laughs) experiencing I have so many things to say all at once and I'm short circuiting. <laughs> you have. All I understand the time. that like, my, my brain does that too. Yeah. And I just freeze. I'm like, uh, I, my, my husband calls it buffering. Your brain is. Buffering. I, yes. Yes. That was literally what was just happening. You know, what's really funny. I was thinking about this while you were giving your intro. This is the first time I've talked to you guys without a brain injury. <gasps> I was concussed oh, wow, every other time. <laughs> this is great. Sometimes. Sometimes I'll li- I, when I listened, um, I like recently re-listened to one of our interviews and I was like, ah, yes, I can, t- I can tell I'm concussed. Here. Could you tell that we were just like melting listening to you telling <laughs> us all the stories on the side? Cause that's usually us. Like, <laughs> yeah, that usually is unbreakable grins. <laughs> um, so, Okay. So we were talking about, you know, if these spirits in the home are human spirits, Mm -hmm. but I think also there's so many other ways that these spirits kind of come through, right? Like, is it like a glitch in like a dimension? Like, can you, are you like, is that house located in some area where you can kind of like tap into a different dimension and, and you're experiencing many different types of spirits that are potentially like humanish oh. um is it not human <laughs> um there's like there's many factors always always many factors in the old haunting I, um I love that. yeah right but i think it no matter what giving that spirit or spirits a space in your home I think that just shows that you care. I think that's kind of like a universal, like, look, this is for you. Um, I think no matter what language you speak or how you feel, that's nice. I thoroughly agree. I I have a question for you. So you were talking about, you know, imprints of people being left behind, which, you know, in Mm. the paranormal field of ghost investigations, we call that residual hauntings. So sometimes, yeah. the, sometimes, yes. And so my question is, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the differences between the classic residual hauntings and an intelligent mm. haunting versus that kind of cross the dimension thing that you were talking about just a second mm. ago. Um, I'd love to hear kind of your where your brain goes with it, because it, it, 
my my brain takes it one direction and I want to know where Katie's brain goes with it because I think it's just so cool. Yeah, okay. I've experienced them all. Um so residual feels always like it's um you ever listen to vinyl? Yeah. All right, you know how sometimes there's that locked groove at the end of the record? Uh-huh. And yeah, and then once that needle hits it, it you have to remove the needle from the record to actually get it to stop going. And that's to me like a residual haunting. So for an example, um, I investigated the Irish heritage center down the road from me and you at night, you can hear sounds of building going on because way back when they were building the like steeple or whatever that's called in a church, this this is the church. Um, apparently it like collapsed and people died and that sound of the building, the like steeple, is that what it's called? <laughs> I believe so. Uh, <laughs> I think so. It, like okay. the, the point it of the church. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a steeple. Yeah. Coop- okay. Cupola is oh. another thing too. Oh, <clears throat> bell. Sorry. Bell tower. Okay. It's the bell tower. I'm mixing up it's all the, same, of yes. the church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So very specifically, this bell tower collapsed and people died in the, in that, um, rubble that happened and in there at night you can still hear the sounds of building but when you go up there because i obviously did and i found a one million bird skeletons um, you will not get a hit on your k2 meter you will not get an evp you will not have a conversation with anything up there it's just the sounds of building and Yeah, it's just like, it's like a locked groove, you know, there's just nothing else. I mean, there were other things going on in in that specific building, but in the bell tower, very specifically, it's just the sounds of building that you can hear with your own ears, but obviously there's nobody there. It's long been constructed. There's no building happening anymore. Um, It's just this sound that's kind of stuck in the building. Um, and, and I've experienced other residual, um, hauntings where you will get blips on the K2, but it's like, it was so weird. It was like, people were just walking around in circles. Like I was just standing in one place holding a K2 meter and a blip. It was like, somebody would walk by, like a blip would happen. And then like 30 seconds later, I'd get another one. And then 30 seconds later, I'd get another one. And it was just happening like that in a pattern. Huh. And so, yeah. And yeah. And so I'm just like, in my mind, a residual, like you're not going to have conversations with it. It is very much that locked groove of just that continuing energy, just going and going and going. Um, and then obviously, you know, intelligent hauntings, whatever, you know, more conversational things like that, but interdimensional blips are those moments where you get an EVP or you get some pretty interesting information and you go back over and over and over again to try to communicate with this same being, but you just, you'll never get that being again. You might get other beings, you might have other things going on, but that one person you originally connected with or whatever they were, that one being you specifically connected with, you'll never get again because it was just that one moment. That's it. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> and that happens so cool. all the time. 
That shit happens all the time. It, it, it's really noticeable if you investigate a place over and over and over and over again. And I know, you know, paranormal investigators, we all love, we're adventurers. We like to go around and go to as many places as possible. But I actually think what's the most interesting thing is to investigate a place over and over and over and over again. Like exhaust, exhaust yourself and just keep doing it. I think well, that's the real. You know, it's kind of like the, the oh gosh, um, the, the my brain is having a moment. Buffering. <laughs> it's, it's buffering. It's true. I the, the senator that we talked about in one of the other episodes oh. to, uh, with the elementals. Oh, yes, the Greater yes. Rumford Community Center. Thank yep. you. Yep. I was like GAC. No, no, no. It starts with the G, but I can't remember right. the other. Yeah, GR. The old GRC. GR. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, you guys have seen it there a lot. But if you hadn't, maybe you wouldn't have been able to come to the conclusion that you came to. Oh, which was ultimately discovering years. Yeah. Yeah. The the elementals. Never in a million years would I have guessed that a creepy, crawly, tar looking creature was a former or current elemental protecting a river that was like, you know, crawling on the ceiling inside of a building. Yep. (laughs) And, and like from the moment we got there, like the whole save Anne, never in one million years would I have ever have guessed that was the Androscoggin River, not a human named Anne. <laughs> if people haven't so, seen that, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's so great. It's haunt so me. Good. So good. Yeah. Uh, it's spread out over a couple of seasons, but you can find them on YouTube. They're great. Please go watch them. Yeah, that was easily. I feel like some of our best work that we did because you just, there's just something really powerful about going back and questioning your own self. So like, you know, we thought we knew like, Oh, save Anne. Okay. Well, where's the ghost? Anne? let me talk to Anne. Like, you know, we thought we knew it seemed so obvious. So Anne's a person's name. Well, (laughs) no. Yeah. But that's not the whole story. Like, you don't just get the whole story in one night. I mean, like a person, you don't just get to know somebody in one sitting, in one conversation. You got to spend that time and put right. the effort in. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yes. That is such a bummer. I know I'm not the first to complain about this, but for for those ghost TV shows that do <laughs> just, you know, roll through one after the other after the other and they never revisit. It's very frustrating to be like, I mean, yes. especially if you're a fan of the location already and you're someone that's like, yes. I know there's activity. You're just not giving it the time. Like you're not making the connection. So and then they yes. write it off as a no. And you're like, uh-huh. OK, see how you roll. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love about yes. like the, the. But I mean, this is such a community that you and the new Kirks and Michelle and Laura, all, all so many of the people we met through PhenomenaCon. Um, we still just count ourselves so lucky to be around so many people so willing to share ideas and such enlightened ideas because, I mean, we're still surrounded by the notion that all ghosts and whatever are demons. They're all out to get you and just ruin your life. And it's like, how yes. how single-sided? That's so, And it's so much less interesting anyway, just on an interest aspect to think that they're all just one-dimensional <laughs> yeah. like that. But on what yeah. you teach us is constantly that the limitations that you have are, are simply your own because they, they don't have those. If you, if you're willing to shed those, you can talk to a lot more. 
Absolutely. <laughs> now, I, I know we want to talk a little about uh, UFOs here uh, on this one. We mm. talked about that in the past. Mm. Katie dropped us some fun tidbits of seriously, folks, if you haven't listened, there's two amazing episodes from around October where Katie gave us a download. Um, <laughs> we want to talk more about the consent aspect of, of both mm. us talking with other things uh, but mm-hmm. also, uh, you know, how, how much space do you let them have in your life? What sort of boundaries might you want to uh, kind of erect? And and I guess maybe to start this conversation, uh, I mentioned through the, the Haunt Me Such, the, especially when you went to Fort Knox, you left offerings for mm. what I think you guys refer to as the up. And you mm-hmm. mentioned yes. having ongoing relations just in general, being able to contact things. So... Could you maybe talk us through, like, how, how do you begin that bridge? Because in that case, you left offerings to an entity. Um, has anything ongoing? Is it you initiating stuff? Or how, how do you feel, if you could describe it? I think um, a really beautiful way to have a consensual relationship with um, anything, anything, anything. It's hard. There's such a big umbrella, but like, we're just going to say spirits with spirits. And I include, you know, cryptids and aliens in those spirits, because I think when you go to a place that you have felt some kind of like energetic pull towards. So for me right now, it is our Western cemetery here in Portland, Maine. Um, It is a extraordinarily haunted anybody can go there at any time and just if you spend time in there you will be like oh my word this is like wildly haunted it's like window area haunted so i think if you end up in a place that feels energetically like something's going on it's such a great thing to do bring food bring some offerings bring something you like share something and just show that you're here meaning no harm Look, you've come with gifts <laughs> and state why you're there. You want to build a relationship. You want to talk. You want to learn. You're interested in hearing about, you know, their lives, what their worlds are like, all those kinds of things. And just see what you get. See who comes to you instead of focusing on a very specific target, because sometimes that target doesn't want that focus. So if you're able to go into a situation and just let yourself, well, I mean, you can obviously when you have your boundaries before you get there, already know what you want and what you don't want from, you know, the communication or whatever is about to happen and put it all out there. When you get there, talk about it, introduce yourself why you're there, what your boundaries are, and that you'll be back and just come back. Do what you say you're going to do. Don't make false promises. I mean, who the fuck likes to be lied to? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know a single person that likes to be lied to. So why would you lie to uh, some kind of a spirit? Also, most spirits can see right through your intent. They see exactly who you are right away. So there's no bother putting up a front. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and see who comes to you because that is the best way to build a consensual relationship with a spirit entity. If you can already feel a presence wherever you are, wherever you decide to make this happen, if you already feel a presence, 
chances are somebody wants something likes you like the like you've got like an energetic connection with something like if you think of each human being on this planet as a chemical equation right we're all our own personalized chemical equation our little own snowflakes and so are other energies uh, whatever it might be an alien has its own energetic you know imprint or whatever and everybody has their own like chemical equation and some of us vibe really well with some of those spiritual equations and we make you know it's alchemy and we make something new together and so if you're already feeling that when you get to some place chances are something feels you too and so if you show that you're excited and you want to learn more and talk and you're willing to actually listen not just make assumptions and put your own biases on what they're thinking like actually listen to what it whatever has to say i think that's a really beautiful way to build a consensual relationship with spirit i love that i I feel like um, it might have been through something that the new Kirks were doing, but I, I remember recently hearing uh, somehow a spirit communicated that we were haunting it. And that came to mind ah, whenever you said, yes. you know, calling out to something in particular, because it might not always want yes. to be bothered. So what, uh-huh. like you mentioned earlier, what if there is a reincarnation? I mean, are are we then appearing in someone else's reincarnated life, like haunting them, trying to ask them questions and we're spooking them in the kitchen like i maybe so many thoughts come to mind with those sort of things (laughs) you know what really comes to mind for me when you say that kyle i was thinking about this earlier when i asked about the dimensional beings Uh is what if whatever dimensional being is like we're getting that hello from they're also doing some sort of paranormal investigations and we're the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> we're the ghosts. I know that is, that is a potential. <laughs> that I think maybe came up with Pagan and I earlier. I don't remember, but I've been thinking about that too, is you know, moving into a childhood home. I almost wonder how much of my own energy in a, you know, a different, almost temporal out of time sink uh, that you could run into. I, I feel like are we just, all vibe on this very interesting level of ghost transcending a ghost spirits Mm. Uh, i like how you encapsulated spirits but i also mean to draw the juxtaposition you know we have these traditional style ghosts Mm -hmm. that people think of but i lean more towards the spirits that you said just because you hear a noise it doesn't mean it's exactly what you think yes i don't personally i don't often encounter human spirits Mm. i don't know if that's just because that's my vibe or whatever, but I don't often, I encounter other way more than human spirits, way more. <clears throat> Could you tell us? Um, Cause that's, that's really, I mean, you've, from everything you've said to us too, like over hours of talking that fits, you always talk about these very interesting encounters with others. Do you have any mm. speculation of why, why maybe do you have a vibe even? Cause that's super curious to me. Um, it could be a vibe. It could just be like, because I'm, yeah, it might just be my chemical makeup, Hmm. um, might just be like my weird brain or whatever. But, um, I, I don't know. Like when I, I think back to my very early days starting investigating, I always, um, gravitated towards like the children's spirits 
mostly because I'm a mom Mm -hmm. and my kid was really young back then. And so it was really easy. You know, I already knew how to communicate with children and I already knew how to like, you know, sounds like gross, but I already knew how to get children to trust me. (laughs) I know what you mean. Uh, Yeah. Like games and stuff like that. That's all I mean. (laughs) That's all I mean. And, um, and so I went in that direction and I almost feel like that, like play and that like childlike wonder that I was interacting with kind of just made me more susceptible to other things that want to interact that way. Um, I've also never really been like a history buff kind of a person. So I'm not the investigator that is going to go in the library and learn about the location, you know, that's kind of why I've always been better as a team because that's not really my thing. My thing is like, you know, history happened and history is always happening. And so there's new stories to always be found. So I'm more interested in the new stuff. Um, you know, cause somebody has got to be, <laughs> it's not all about all the old stuff all the time. <laughs> um, both are obviously ex- equally valid, but I think that that's another reason. Like I'm just much more interested in, you know, the ghost that nobody's written about yet and stuff like that. I think there's so much to that too. Um, I mean, I'm a guy that yeah. likes his history quite a bit. I was going to college for that, but I, and that's where I think where it comes, like I have that respect for uh, what yeah. we're looking at in that way. But at, at the same time, I agree. I feel like I gravitate, like you said, or at least now in my life, I gravitate. I, I want to see what would willingly want to come through and talk so much as, yeah. as opposed to calling on one person. Get out of bed. We need to ask you these questions that you yes. may not even remember having lived that life. So <laughs> yes, a lot to ask. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like what yeah, happened it, here in 1903 on December yeah. 1st? Yeah. They're I don't like, remember what? like 10 years ago and you want me to remember like 100 years ago? Really? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. I So, I mean, obviously like historical ghost hunting is, is interesting. Mm-hmm. And there is, you know, sometimes like the ghosts are just coming forward and you don't have to call on them. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong to call on them it's just like you've got to remember that you are barging in yeah (laughs) and if they don't want to reply then you bow out respectfully and you don't yell and torment somebody (laughs) that doesn't want to freaking talk to you preach that (laughs) please do not be the person that yells and torments and abuses verbally the ghosts Preach. please don't do yes. that yes <laughs> that's it because you know it, again like you can't always cultivate that perfect consensual experience with a ghost if you are trying to be a paranormal investigator so it's like what's the next move like what's the next respectful move and it's just to bow out <laughs> yeah. if you get no info <laughs> Just say, okay, <laughs> heard. <laughs> hey, and I mean, you, and showed, move on. <laughs> you showed great examples of, uh, I mean, again, taking offerings and just uh, token gestures, yeah. but that's as, hu- okay, so whether or not we're talking about a human spirit or not, I, I think like yeah. you've both said, the intent is so important. So as humans, we often think of taking like some sort of maybe an alcoholic beverage or something over to a friend's house for a dinner. Like that's a nice mm. courtesy reward. Like, you know, we bring food. Yeah. That's how yeah. we work. 
So I feel like if maybe taking from a, a page from your book, that just seems so yeah. powerful because it's and, a ritual. You know, <laughs> we, we can't assume that every uh, spirit speaks English. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't assume that they all speak our language. But what we can, what we do know from being around humans that don't speak our language is that gifts are a universal yeah. nicety. Yes. No matter what, wherever you are. Um, and, you know, even animals. I mean, how many times have has, has a cat brought you an offering? Like, I mean, it might be a dead mouse, but it's still sweet. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so, so I think, you know, that's just like one of those like very universal understandings of kindness and like that you care. Um, and so yes. Agree. And just like the cat, like it doesn't necessarily matter if you get it right what they want it's like it's the gesture i see that in Um, a big way yeah right and i think going even deeper your intent is only as good as your actions so you can have the best intent in the world and if you if you show up and you let's say you're going to an outdoor place and you show up and you step all over their grave or you step all over their flowers and you disrespect their space, but you've come with really good intentions. Well, does that really matter (laughs) anymore? Um, It's just like when you interact with a human being, right? Like your intent only gets as far as like thoughts and prayers, man. (laughs) It's really about, (laughs) right? It's about who you really are, what you real, what your real feelings are and your actions because you can tell someone you care about them all day and night but if you do all these things like if you're constantly canceling and you're just constantly brushing off you know their texts and their feelings like saying you care all of a sudden means nothing right so it's it's all of it (laughs) it's all of it (laughs) That's a really great analogy and a really great way to look at how we interact with anything in the paranormal. Um, Respect its space, respect who they are and who you're trying to communicate with. Uh, Also, be mindful of you may be trying to communicate with ghosts, and I say ghosts with quotations, but Mm. she might actually be communicating with elementals or aliens or anything else so it's kind of one of those things of you don't always know who you're talking to on the other side so if you treat it with respect you're more likely to get respect 100 percent 100 percent so fascinates me i'm so just so glad to have gotten in with this amazing community of people like this because (laughs) i uh wasn't in this sort of mindset you know a little over a year ago and so i'm just man so happy because this stuff opens my mind i really hope that listeners hear that too i'm just thinking outside of the box and not not expecting expecting so much from whatever response you get i've i've heard recently you know, trying to temper your results or expectations when you go into it can be a little helpful too. Cause sure. you know, if, I think, I think this is back to your phenomenon uh, presentation where you talked about expanding our lexicon of knowledge so that other things could borrow from it. 
Um, mm. And that's really stuck with me because if whatever we're talking to, whatever, I mean, if it's using some of our thoughts and knowledge, you know, what we're bringing to the table could really, truly matter. I mean, again, intent, action, all of it tied together in one, the offering. Uh, I feel like these, just the respect, the consent that you're showing us different ways to go about. I, I think if investigators are not using this already, it's time to get on board because if you respect it like a person at all or any kind of creature, I, I don't know. I see too many shows where people are yelling at it. And it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Paranormal entertainment is pretty brutal. It really is. And it's pretty brutal. I'm really hoping it's a cultural shift we see now too. I mean, again, I, I speak to this community of, of so many people that we, we communicate with on the regular that are, are just folks that are trying to, well, everyone's changed. Well, this group is changing it in a big way. And I'm very happy mm. to see that. I like folks approaching these issues, like that it's not just a demon, that they're seeing it beyond. Um, yes. But we did bridge the conversation a bit of when we start talking about these, these communications with others, but specifically trying people that are trying to communicate with aliens as that's becoming you mm. know all the rage in the media. Are yes. there, I mean, we, we've, had conversations where it got to the level of things happening to people against their will. Um, yes. Could you give more <laughs> advice of like ba any boundary setting ideas you could have? Cause when you were talking about, it, you mentioned you set those in advance before you get there. Is there anything mm. you would tell people like if they're brand new to kind of intention setting, what are things that you'd put on your must list that other people probably would too? Well, my body is my body and you are not allowed to touch it or to manipulate it in any way. <laughs> That's a big one for me. <laughs> That's a big one for me. I used to be really open and be like, oh, you know, if you want to like pull my hair, that's fine. No, don't say that. Don't uh, don't allow that. Don't allow spirits to do things you wouldn't allow a human to do. Mm. Um, just say it right off the bat, you know, my body is my body. It's not your playground. Um, they don't always listen to the boundaries that you set aliens in particular. Um, it's hard to, it's one of alien communication. So, you know, we only hear about, you know, this, the grays and there's, you know, there's very like specific types of aliens we, we hear about and it seems like a lot of propaganda, you know, we were talking about this earlier, how yeah. it's a lot of fear-based stories of abductions and things like that. And it seems fake, but you know, I've, I've known a person or two that this has happened to, and I've, I've seen, I mean, I've had implants in my own body. Like, you know, I've told stories on other podcasts about being covered in iodine stains. Like, Things have happened to my own body that I did not agree with or did that I did not consent to at all that I had that I didn't even get asked. Nobody asked me if that was OK. <laughs> and I think it's really important when as you know, disclosure keeps happening and as people are going to come out and talk about their experiences, I think it's just really important to listen and remember that experiencers which are often what people like to call themselves if they have been abducted an experiencer. Um, they're all trauma victims. So to deny their stories and, you know, to hold them to these like 
oh, well, last time you didn't say that, like, this is wrong. You're lying. Like to call these experiencers liars is just like calling a sexual assault victim a liar. Like these are all trauma victims, regardless of whether or not you believe their stories. Um, And so just, and what we know from trauma victims is that over time, their memories come back. You know, when you're experiencing something really traumatic, you don't actually remember everything that's happening. You don't, you're stunned, you know, talk about brain buffering, right? Like you're just absolutely stunned and you can't think clearly. So I think, you know, when people are having these alien experiences, maybe they're having non-consensual ghost experiences. These are traumatic experiences that we need to take an approach with care as we tell their stories on podcasts and as we, you know, go further and learn from these people and learn what has happened. And as we like catalog all of this information and try to learn more that we just respect the victims as much as, you know, the interesting information I'm using air quotes here that they can give us. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to be said about not exploiting people. Um, yeah, big time. The human people still living and in, involved in the cases, because that's that's very big. People, I, I, I it's part of the democratization of the internet. You know, Reddit's around, and so everyone just goes down that rabbit hole, and then someone takes it way too far and ends up bothering people in real life, and you have a real yes. problem. So we always yes. ask people, please, please, please be extremely respectful if you're investigating someone. And like Katie said all throughout, if someone tells you no, it's not an invite to weasel your way in. It is a hell no end of story. It's a hell no. Go. I yes. like to call it the consent book of law. If it is not a hell yes, it is a no. And it's not even just a yes. If somebody is like, Mm, I guess that's not that's not it either. That's a no. It, they got to be excited. They got to be like, yeah, that's the only real yes. Because coercion, coercing, yeah, that's they, a no. That's fucked up. I agree. It's just like and like baiting ghosts and stuff like that. It's all fucked up behavior. Just like you see it a lot as a woman. You know how many dude friends do you all have out there? that wait till the girl's drunk or only like go into situations where people are drinking if they want to like go further with a person, you know, it's just the same. It's the same thing as like baiting ghosts and, you know, even just baiting humans into believing these ghost stories. I mean, one time I went to this investigation and they were using cell phones to make different ghost machines go off and they were telling all these people that have taken this tour that you know there's ghosts everywhere you are literally fucking with people's minds like that is just like so uncool and so messed up not everybody is okay with having a ghost experience some people get really messed up from it afterwards like yeah, they went on the tour, but they probably didn't think it, anything was going to actually happen. And here you are pretending shit is happening. Like, stop. Please. Please. <laughs> I, I, People are just terrible. I know, man. Oh, I can't take it. 
I can't uh, take it. That's <laughs> literally what goes through my mind all the time because I'm just spending so much time in this realm of weird. And then I come back and I, you know, into the realm of people and I'm like, what is wrong with you all? I'm like, this isn't that hard. <laughs> Oh, it's so the tough. hate's the hard part. The hate you have to muster and like really work on. And the I don't know. You know, there's just so much to be said about people that don't want to look at why they're doing something. Like, what made me want to, you know, trick these people into thinking there's ghosts? What's actually going on inside me? Like, how many? You know, they're probably not investigating themselves in that way but you know y'all investigators your 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 own human being is its own fucking haunted house <laughs> investigate right? it yeah. right? investigate it <laughs> yeah investigate like, it work through it goodness work gracious spend it. some time with yourself and get to know yourself you know i say this a lot like punished people punish people punished people punish people yeah. And it's just like, and you just see it everywhere. Like teachers, like, you know, punishing kids for not doing their homework. Like, are you fucking for real? Like, you don't like, maybe that kid had like something going on at home. that couldn't do their homework that night or police period, just period. Period. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like everybody, it's like, okay, your parents beat the shit out of you when you were young. That's awful. That's so awful. And I'm so sorry, but please. Do not continue that tradition. Like, just because, right? Like, let's all move forward. I mean, we can, and everything, anything ghost hunting applies to real life. Any tactic Mm -hmm. you would use talking to a spirit, you use with humans. So, you know, if you're wondering why ghosts don't like to talk to you, well, how many of your friends are really pumped about that? Into you too. <laughs> I mean, like you, you can, yeah, like you can answer these esoteric questions IRL. <laughs> the other thing too is, you know, we we see that um, everything from life to paranormal TV that mm. they go into these locations, or people just go into any location, and they're just plain and simple assholes. Oh, and, yeah. you know, it, it really kind of then makes you question what energy are they leaving behind that's going to be stained oh, on the yeah. walls of those buildings yeah, or those places yeah. that, you know, it's one of those things, too, that, you know, we, we've talked about respect in this interview of not just uh, the spirits or the entities that you're working with, but you need to also have respect for the building. You're not just Definitely. leaving an imprint on the beings that there are there. You're leaving an imprint on the place. And that's Honestly, something that I don't think anybody really talks about in the paranormal television world. I absolutely love that you brought this up because it is a huge thing, especially in magic. One of the best freaking things you can do as a witch and as a magic practitioner is to talk to your house as if it's just yes. like any other ghost that you would. You talk to your house, give your house a name talk to your house it your life will literally change the minute you start addressing your house as a being and it's exactly you're exactly right like when you go and you just shout your ass off in a building and i don't know they probably fucking leave trash behind and shit too 
you know, it's just utter disrespect. And I, I mean, I would say that definitely leaves a sour stain that the next people are going to actually have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's a huge thing. And that's something huge. that, you know, when we're, par- when people are paranormal investigating, and you can probably answer this because you've been to so many wonderful locations, you know, how many times do you come across someone else's energy that's not just a spirit's, but, you know, somebody that's <laughs> living that's yes. just left such a nasty goo stain yeah. of energy in a place? Ew. And <laughs> I'm raising, I'm like raising the roof over here. <laughs> But I mean, it's true though. We, a You're lot right. of times that we're just leaving this energy in places and it's just yucky. <laughs> like there's yep. no other word for it other than, ew, you left this yep. here. You need to take it home with you. It's Leave yours. <laughs> yep. You know, what's funny is you talking about this actually reminds me of one of my, one of our other interviews that we did. I went off, uh-huh. I, I was concussed and I went off on this long tangent about, um, types of customers I see at TJ Maxx. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's so funny because you can tell I'm concussed because I'm, I'm, I, because I know my brain, I know I'm, I'm telling these stories because they all are going to come together to a point and I'm going to make a point, but I never made my point. (laughs) And I was like, well, there's the concussion. (laughs) My life. But I mean, but you're making my point right now, which is why it made me think of it because we, so I brought up all of these different types of customers and their shopping styles because it all is indicative of what is going on in their mind and what they're worried about people seeing who they are as themselves, what they're putting out, like what, what are other people seeing of them? Right. Like they want, people to think that they're a certain way. So they're doing all these things to portray a certain image of themselves. And so I love talking about intent because intent, everybody always talks about how it's like the most important thing in magic, but it's actually super not because your intent can be to show that you're this person with all this money and you're filling up this car and oh wow ah but reality will always set in and your actions are always the most important factor in everything because now this person they've portrayed themselves they've got their big old cart and then they get to the register and they put it all back like they don't want to buy that that was just an image thing that was just a moment And so now they go on and they live their day, but what are they feeling when they're like putting all this stuff away? When, when the smoke and mirrors is gone, they're feeling, they're probably feeling shame and like a little bit of like, why, maybe, maybe why did I do that? But maybe not, maybe just, well, my dream is over. Um, you know, reality's here. My wallet only has this much. So I'm actually just going to buy these things. Right. And the interesting aspect, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Just, just also just like what, so also like, what have we done as a society to make this person want to project that image? So yeah, yeah, right. Like what's Zach Baggins' parents done to make him want to be this (gasps) image? I mean, that was obviously just like a joke, but like, you know, yes. So ultimately all of these like underlying factors, what part of your personal haunted house has happened to you that created 
these actions now that you're doing while visiting other haunted locations, et cetera. That's such a good question. That's very, very true. Uh, It's very true. Um, Pretty messed up. (laughs) One of my meditations recently, um, I've been getting back in the groove with my gods and all this good stuff because I took kind of a mental hiatus because I was dealing with some shit. And so one of the things that's kind of got like hammered into my skull it's like no you have two types of intentions and all humans do Mm, you have the true intention what you really want to portray what your true heart wants to portray and then you have your ego intention (laughs) yes and when you were talking about the customers at tj maxx i'm like yes that's the ego that is the the true (laughs) yes exactly and the truth is always the truth. Yes. And that's you and that whether or not you intentionally lead with your truth, your truth shines first in a paranormal investigation. Yes. So if your truth is you're making a TV show and all you want to do is get evidence it's to be off so that that is what shows first. Not not this, look, I brought you cucumbers. I'm so nice. If your intention is actually to be filming the show to get money to be a rich person, that shines first in a paranormal investigation. Yes. No matter what. You may be able to fuel, fool the other humans, but you're not fooling spirit. <laughs> no, because they get to see past all the BS, which is always a good thing. Yeah, they don't give a shit about who you are as a human. They just see you. They feel that vibe. And, you know, we can laugh all day about human vibes and stuff because it can be a fun little joke. But when it all boils down to it, we're all a bunch of little atoms and molecules literally vibrating. Yes. Like we're all literally vibrating. (laughs) And we're all literally giving off a vibe. (laughs) Literally, yes. Literally, literally. So, you know, as like chill and like hang 10 as it sounds to talk about our vibes it's like very valid (laughs) very valid i mean pagan and i were just saying earlier we're living in this uh feels very dystopian right now but it all (laughs) feels like we're cresting to a lot of the actual sci-fi we watched uh on tv 20 so years ago like so many of the concepts that we were all thinking about just in those shows which were rehashes of older ideas anyway, but now we're starting to crest some of those points where I, I was just sharing with Pagan uh, a New Yorker article that was floating around about uh, scientists working on coaxing the body to regenerate body parts through simple electric stimulation that's like cool. mapped to that area. And it just goes to show in my mind, I'm like, vibes work. Like, again, it's energy. It's all yes. passing through us. And it's Again, it's real because in this case, um, one of the ones they were able to do, it focused on salamanders because they have the natural regrowth if they lose a body part. And um, the amazing ability the salamanders have to even, they can apparently graft a tail onto a leg spot and that tail will turn into a leg in about three or so months, which just blows my mind. I'm like, wait, then how much of our physical body are we locking down right now just because... I don't know how we think of it, how we think its limitations are. What does that mean? What does that mean for our futures? Yeah. 
Not only that, you, it's how much society ha- has ingrained bingo. in our brains. Oh. Bing. Ding, 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 that ding. We are locked in this location yes. or locked in this ding, body ding, in the ding, way ding, that ding. we're supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it just boggles my brain. Like, I was literally having a conversation with somebody today about how my daughter's getting diagnosed with ADHD and her brain works differently. It's not that she's dumb. It's not that she doesn't get it. Her brain just works different and that's okay. But her school doesn't give a shit and it drives me insane because I'm like, you're hindering her because she's not a mindless drone. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's one of those things that it's one of those societal constructs that just makes me go, Oh, and it just makes me kind of vomit a little bit because I'm like, why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? None of us and are we, happy doing it. Uh, We've been doing it to ourselves, right? Like, yes. you know, how many times on Twitter do you see somebody be like, oh, all of the concepts of The Simpsons relate to right now or all, oh, you know, Orwell relates so much right now. Well, no shit. Society hasn't changed literally at all. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, of course it still applies. We are literally still the same, fighting the same battles because nothing has changed, man. (laughs) Society still is like, I mean, obviously the internet is a blessing and a curse, a nice, beautiful double-edged sword because it connects us all. So we all get to see how normal ADHD actually is, right? Like, yes, you know, her, your daughter's school might not acknowledge it, but you know mm-hmm. that she is not alone. And you know that the school is the problem yeah. because you know so many other people have it and you're able to find out what are the best ways to go about it? What are the best learning techniques and all these different things like you be like, the internet connects us and we're actually able to see that so many of us share so many of the same problems. And so that's beautiful because we're actually able to see like, okay, let's join together now, right? Like we want to join together for trans rights. We want to join together for black lives because they do matter to a lot of people, whether or not they matter to the government, the internet can actually show us that it does matter. Like I don't think a global Black Lives Matter protest would have been a big deal if the Internet didn't exist because you wouldn't even know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You wouldn't even know what was going on in other places. Like, would we know about Palestine without the Internet? We wouldn't because they already bombed all their journalists. Like, we wouldn't. So the Internet is beautiful for those things because it is helping us connect. And we can actually talk about all of these things like i think the internet can be beautiful for experiencers right they can all come together and they can talk about what has happened to them and they can have like obviously it's going to be like a traumatic bond but if you can't talk about alien experiences to your parents and you probably cannot it is beautiful that you can connect with other people um so that's great but then obviously misinformation sharing and you know, That's yeah. <laughs> and then there's that, oh and then there's that. But you know, we can't have all of the good without yeah. a little bit of bad. It's got to be a balance. Right. So, but I, it, but I think that that's the change. That's our societal change. Is that yeah. you know the civil rights movement in the '60s didn't gain that much traction because there was no internet, and so people probably felt so much more isolated in their anger. 
And now we can see that the anger is actually much larger than just in Washington, D.C. or or in just this one city, you know. Right. It, it's still <sighs> there. It's been there all this time. And it's all just this time. Sitting yes. there festering like a rotting wound. And now yes. we're seeing all of that nastiness leak out into the world. And it's a disgusting thing. It really is. And so and the internet I, is I hope allowing us it. to create the change, though. It's allowing us. So now, you know, now we have big movements started, which movements had not, could not get started before because, hello, like we're, uh, you know, this could really spin off into like a control conversation about how much the government like you know overworks us and controls us in all these different ways but um at least we can at least we can start to gain some real momentum as a crowd and as a group and we can address these issues of one inequality but to go back to what we started talking about but also like consent and trauma, right? We can actually now discuss these on a larger scale. I think so too. And I think it also <laughs> helps us reach out and connect with each other, not just on a like social level, but also on like a psychic and energetic level, because we're able to find yes. kind of some of that wonderful kind of camaraderie to go with it. Yes. So it, it's ooh. It's one of those things where we didn't get about... to do it before. <laughs> it's true. Well, and you just made me want to talk about um, astral consent. Oh yes, <laughs> tell us about it. Well, can I can I throw something in here? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm happy yeah, to do definitely. this, but I would like to say uh, we are at the top of the hour here, so typically we conclude oh, yeah. this. Okay. Do you want to join us for a little extra? Because we usually, if we have hangover questions, love. We've been doing some bonus episode stuff for the members and all that. Sure. If you want to include some of that, but if you want to give everyone, I don't like to. I know not everyone can afford to do bonus stuff. So, uh, do you want to give your astral consent talk here? Because we could c- talk about control, like you were pointing out like i i have thoughts i'd love to hear yours on that so if you still want to give these folks astral or we could say for bonus whatever floats your boat um we can I don't do know. astral here <laughs> we let sure let's sure. do astral here because astral will be really quick there isn't Perfect. too much to say we're not in that big of a crunch because like it. yeah there isn't like too too much to say it's just like you know our uh do you project yourself? Are you trying to project yourself into your crush's house at night? You know, like oh. astral consent oh, matters. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I, yeah, there are people out there that are trying to, you know, get in your mind get in your home, remote view you while you're changing all of these things. Right. Like Ooh, we have, yeah, like we're all learning these really specific powers and you should not be viewing your crushes and you should not be projecting yourselves into other people's lives in hopes that they'll notice and in hopes that, you know, they'll, it will build a special connection because you know what, <laughs> you're starting off a relationship with like a kidnap. Yeah, it's like, like super stalker vibes. Like, oh super. my god, that's so, oh, it's so bad. Like oh <laughs> consent is if it is not a hell yes, it is a no. <laughs> so if this person does not willingly want you in their home and in their mind, get the fuck out. 
get the fuck out. You are not building and creating a special relationship with this person. You are forcing yourself on this person. And that is not okay. I feel like I've seen like adjacent things to that coming out lately, which I think is a good conversation. Interesting. Overall is like, uh, I've seen some people speaking up against uh, male people in the occult field. I don't even know who they are, but like doing predatory practices. And I wonder if that gets into it. I mean, the cases I saw were people calling out like so-and-so had sent inappropriate messages. But I mean, again, this is a, an occult circle with someone saying that they're, you know, a magical practitioner. So mm. I do wonder how invasive, like you just got me onto a whole other level of ew, <laughs> of like, I oh, didn't yeah. even, I was taking it for the physical literal text and stuff. But now I wonder, sure. like, gross. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stalkery. You think dick pics are bad, (laughs) y'all? You just wait until someone tries to enter your fucking dream realm. That's some real shit. That's I mean, obviously, dick pics suck. Also, like, please don't send dick pics unsolicited. But like, also get the fuck out of people's astral realms. Like, it's not okay. It's not okay. That's a hell of a lot. (laughs) <laughs> yep. just, the, there's no other words for that other than Ugh, please don't yeah do oh yeah gross. oh yeah uh, i know women that have done it to men i mean do not do not do that yeah. you are not creating a special relationship you are not and also women you, you are forcing past because you're a woman i'm sorry yeah. oh, uh-uh. no you are yeah. just as equally gross you are equally just as gross you, you don't get a free pass consent works both ways 100%. Women can and absolutely I don't rape think that that's actually well. said enough <laughs> out there. Yeah, I, I know that isn't. women do, we do have a hard time with everything out the, in the world, but I do have to say that yeah. women, you have capable. to, you gotta Hello, ask like how many women much. voted for Trump? Women are capable. Oh, women are capable. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a curse word of my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Like six something like 60% of white women? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> we are Anywho. just as capable. <laughs> uh-huh. You're so right. That's the thing. Yep. Let's, yeah, really let's wrap this episode up because we have a lot yeah. more to talk yep. about if people <laughs> want to hop over to yeah. the bonus one. And again, because everyone out there, we know not everyone can afford this sort of stuff. We do, um, if anyone wants to get free access to it, refer.fm forward slash chaos. You can share out the show with folks and get free access to this sort of stuff. So we know. Oh, that's so nice. You, you know, can also sign up for a free trial if you haven't already done that. You bingo. can take advantage of that as well. Two free weeks. Yeah, because I mean, the world's rough. Like we... We know, we know, because I, I, I sit here yep. and support other content creators. And so I, I yeah, yep. thank you, everyone that, that chooses a- to hang out with all of us. Katie, you have amazing stuff. Is it still Gorgonize.me? Is that the website name from memory? That's the website. Boom. Yep. That was totally out of my butt there. Could you talk about what's you've, you've been seeing? I've seen you on TikTok um, doing some oh, yeah. uh, chatting about the Oracle deck. Do you want to lead them out on, on what they might find up there that you'd recommend checking add to their cart sure yeah um i've got a couple of decks i'm still working on my gravestone deck um but the bridge is available 
Gravestone will be coming out. Um, the bridge is all about connecting your memories to your with. So memories and feelings, excuse me, memories and feelings are connected in our minds. And when we trigger our memories by, you know, colors and pictures and textures, we can actually trigger our precognitive or our long brain and get information about things that we maybe feel like we haven't experienced yet, but because time is cyclical, circular, we have experienced them. We're just like, yeah. So, so the bridge is all about connecting us being, you know, being that bridge, like connecting our current bodies with our astral bodies it's kind of, it's one of those weird things to talk about because it's hard to talk about time, you know? Yes. It's like strange. But if anybody wants to go further in time with these concepts, Dr. Eric Wargo is like a genius. Time loops. Time loops. And he has a new and one. The, dr- the dream it. one. Yeah, That's it's a it? dream. I'm it's like, look it up yeah, it's something with dreams. Yeah, look it up. Yeah. So if you like his concepts, I, as I do, that's where the bridge kind of like came from. So it's really all about like looking at these like mundane looking photos and letting them kind of like pull these like memories and ideas like just out of your subconscious. I um, would love to talk about that in the bonus one, especially okay. <laughs> because yeah, we can talk. I vibe <laughs> with your psychic uh, test that you do done on on Twitter too, because you always yes, give great explanations those. like that. Where it's like you know, hey, this is out there, and that's why you're doing this. I think I can't imagine how much good that does for the people coming across it, because I know that's not. I don't think that's anywhere near a base level concept for most people, especially coming from our our traditional Christian background here. And then you start talking. I mean, first of all, tarot is one thing, but now we're starting to talk about time and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) And so I'm so glad you're putting that out there because that's such a. Yeah. uh, yeah, my brain has changed. By the way, the book Eric Wargo has a new one out this yeah. year. Here, it's titled "Precognitive Dream Work and the Long Self." Yeah. The Long Self, messages long from your self. future. Yes, ah, that's so yes. cool. I am looking yes. at all the great stuff on your store right now. The bridge, like you said, the gravestone yep. is up there the for bridge. pre-order. Um, you uh, the flip book. Yes, that's what I was going to say next. The flip book. You and tell them that one's so cute. The flip book is really cute. I kind of felt like a genius when I created that <laughs> because, um, you know, instead of like shuffling Oracle cards, you use it just like a little like flip book. And I thought that was really cute. Um, <laughs> That's adorable. So there's that up there, too. Um, and I got to plug an event I'm going to be at. <gasps> where? Because where? I'm going to be in Savannah, Georgia, the weekend of 9-11. And we're going to try to summon some fucking aliens. So if anybody wants to come out, they should go to wanderingfurther.com and check it out. <laughs> uh, I'm going there That's right now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dot com. Okay, let's see if I can. I'm, this is great. Haunted Savannah Paracon is what you're looking for. Haunted. I don't know. If, I'm not sure if she like if I, my friend Kenna is like the creator of Wandering Further events. And I. I'm honestly not sure if I'm even listed on the event or not, but I am. But I'm. But I would be there. <laughs> we talked today. 
That is so exciting. Yeah, I see it here. So like you said, uh, what was it? WanderingFurther.com. Right at the top yep. bar, everyone. It says tickets on sale. Buy tickets now. Snag that one. Hotel reservations. All the vendors are up there. September 10th to the 12th. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Tomato is such a great haunted city. Very haunted. Oh, personally, it's a little too haunted mm. for me. <laughs> um, lots of like mass graves that have been like paved over and stuff like mm-hmm. that in Savannah, like oh, yeah. trauma haunted. Wow, that's a so solid. <laughs> yeah, it it's it like makes your heart sink a little bit. Yeah. like real, like sad. It's like sad haunted, but it's a beautiful city. Obviously, there's beautiful stories to tell once we can get over the fact that a lot of them come from enslaved people and we need to kind of just like listen to what they have to say. Exactly. Listen. Yes. We've this has been a beautiful one. I'm so glad that we got to sit down this episode. Uh, I mean, I expected this to be great already from what we were sharing, but like this, just a gorgeous chat for, for everyone out there. And we need to see more investigators using consensual practices as the moral of the story. Um, if you're out there doing that, super kudos to you. Please continue spreading the word with friends and such, because we need to see an end of the ghost insulting and like all that stuff. I I can't see that bringing good anywhere in the world. Just shouting out profanities at spirits. No, thanks. It's. Never go. Please stop feeling entertained by that. <laughs> yeah. Treat, yeah. Like we've said all throughout. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. Katie said, listen again. Start the episode over if you're struggling with it. Um, but seriously, <laughs> yeah. get in touch, everybody. Like Katie is someone that, you know, you you respond to people on Twitter and all of that. So, um, oh, yeah, we're here. We're humans and, and people have ideas to share. Tweets are great. Yeah. So, Katie, um, can you remind us your Twitter tag here as well for folks? I'll make sure this is all in the bio as well. Okay. What am I on Twitter? Gorgon Katie? Gorgon underscore Katie? Confirm. That's that's it. Gorgon (laughs) underscore Katie. I'm not... (laughs) I'm not super good at promotion. I should have made it all one thing, but it's all (laughs) a bunch of different things. That's a mood. It's impossible these days because they all have different restrictions. So you're you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. You can't be at all. It's really true. (laughs) So everyone out there, if you've enjoyed this, please, please, please give Katie lots and lots of love out there. Um, Go go follow. Go subscribe. I know you got your link tree as well. So that's link tree forward slash gorgon collective so go check that out we'll have all these links in the bio (laughs) um or the podcast show notes wherever you're looking at those for everyone out there that's interested stay tuned we're gonna have that bonus episode so if you're up on the revelator site right now or having uh, trouble finding it we'll have that all linked for you it'll be up there you can subscribe become a member we talked about that earlier there's a couple different ways go support katie Stay safe, everyone out there. Remember, we're still in the pandemic. So be safe, be good to each other, take care of yourselves. And Katie, a massive thank you for joining us. And we'll talk to you after this break with more bonus fun. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Are you enjoying listening to the Revelator Podcast Network? Support this show and others by going to revelatornetwork.com. We've got five shows and growing with Chaos and Shadow, Pagan's Witchy Corner, Kyle's Communist Book Club, Kyle's Valheim Bulletin, and Stellaris Emergency Broadcast, we've got something covered for the occult lovers, the gamers, and soon to be many, many more. Make sure you subscribe to that blog while you're there. Don't miss out on our newsletter if you become a member. We're doing ad-free feeds, 
bonus audio episodes, member badges, and roles on our exclusive Gilded server. Find everything you need at revelatornetwork.com.